Let me ask you something. Does your work make you happy? Do you know what your potential is and do you use it? Do you deliver value that you're truly proud of? This is the Happy Work Podcast, where we discuss all the things we can do to make our work and with it our life better. Why, why are we working? Why? Why do, you, do we go to work? Naturally, you'd say, well, to get paid for our work so we can afford our lives. Think about that for a second. Think about it. Well, what would that mean? That would mean we work in order to get paid so we can afford our lives. When you said the word afford, it already triggered like this weird emotion inside of me. It's crazy. Yeah. So it means if you don't work, you cannot afford to live. So you're not worthy of living. So our existence is actually defined by the paycheck and the bills. And the stuff. And the comfort, exactly, that we can afford from it. I mean, it goes without saying that anything who's a little bit in touch with their intuition will revolt now and say like, no, this cannot be. And yet... <laughs> For the majority of the population, that is precisely the concept that their life is built upon. And it was the same for me. But that's what kickstarted my journey. It's that at some point you have this nagging sensation that that's not enough. That's not enough anymore. Like, how much more money can you make? And still, you're still operating under the same assumption that that's why we work. And... It took me some time to realize that there is actually a good, definite answer to why we should be working, what work could be good for. And that's not to feed a man-made concept of money and being able to afford things, but it's two other things. The first one is the societal one. It's survival. Uh, granted, if you are in dire need, and you live within a society that works with money, like most of the societies, um, and money makes a difference between being in the streets or having a roof over your head or actually being able to afford the health care that you need in order to not die, you work for that. But that's just one part, one side of the coin. Strangely enough, we think that's all there is. We all, whether we make a million a year or a thousand dollars, we all think we're here to work to survive. It's not true. And you have to keep pushing and keep going to make more and just always, in case it disappears. And always to surviving. To feed the safety net that you're in. Yeah. It's constant survival. It's constant survival. And that has created this trap, this loop in which we're stuck where we never have enough. Again, I, I like to refer to this as the waiting room, just before that big red door. We don't go through that door because we think we are not ready for anything else but to feed our survival. Because if we don't keep going, if we don't keep making more money and increasing our titles and our clout and, all, and, and our wealth, we will be eaten by the competitor. We will be eaten by the system. We will be eaten by the taxes and all these things, even though in many, many cases, it's not true. A lot of people have found a way over time to move out of the real survival zone into the expansion zone, into the zone where you can now make a choice. And that's where things get interesting. That's where you now could embrace another reason for working and living. So not living to work and work to survive, but actually 
living too far into your happiness and have your work support that intention of falling into your happiness by being by being the way you express your true self. Because what makes you happier than anything in life? What makes a person happier the happiest? What makes a person the happiest? When they can be themselves. When we are ourselves and we are accepted as such, and also we don't care if somebody accepts us as such, we are the happiest because we are being true yeah. in our being. It's all our heart craves. Our heart only craves to be allowed to be itself. And when you're in survival mode, your heart has no say. Your heart is tucked away, swept under the rug, under a lot of rubble, because you keep pushing it away and say like, not now, heart. Right now, we have to survive. Which is true if you really have to survive. But if you're not in that position, if you're actually in the, in the position where you're able to listen to your heart and you still don't listen to it, you're fooling yourself. And you have to really become aware, actually, because you say that it's, I always mention this, it's habit forming. If you were in the habit of constant survival and suddenly you're not, you're still in the habit of surviving. Mm -hmm. Scarcity has really set in and you have to do some work to become aware of it and start shedding that Yeah. to be able to say, maybe now I can expand. Yeah, yeah. But again, you know, that door that separates the survival mode from the expansion mode, there's a door. And what separates it, I will keep, you know, hammering that into people's heads. It's their mind. It's the mind that draws the line. And if you want to pass from one side to the other, if you want to embrace work that is not just here to uh, help you survive, but is here to help you expand to fall into the meaning of life, experiencing happiness, you have to shift your mindset. The beauty of it, however, is it's not something that's foreign to you. It's not something that's new. As a newborn, that's precisely the mindset you have. You have a mindset of abundance. You have a mindset that embraces falling into happiness. You, you explore, you're curious, you're open, you want to know. But when you are in survival mode, you, you're not either of those things. None. You're not curious. You're not open. You, you don't look at the world with big eyes. You close yourself off. You don't need uncertainty when you're in survival mode. Oh, no, no, no. You, you, it's the last thing you want. But as a, as a newborn, as a toddler, uncertainty is what makes it fun. And that is, that is the difference. The two reasons why we can work, survival and expansion, towards happiness, there are exactly those polar opposites that come from fear or love and abundance. Being like a toddler, as funny as this sounds, but to have the mindset of a newborn while having still all the experience that you gathered over those past decades and years, that is what makes people move into work that really satisfies their heart that satisfies their truth, that makes them explore themselves. It's impossible to explore yourself. It's impossible to expand. It's impossible to find a point of satisfaction and fulfillment if you look at the world through the lens of survival. And here's why. This is actually rooted in the history, in the development, in the evolution of 
to human. It's survival means instinctive behavior. We are trapped by our over-triggered, overactive instincts on a daily. If you, if you really think that work is about making money and more money, you are an, an animal that acts based on its instincts all the time. Now, that would be great if you were really in grave danger all the time. But there's no expansion, there's no development that's possible when you are constantly raw. When you're constantly running on an emergency, on an emergency program, we know emergency programs, like in systems and computers, they are basic. They don't allow the full functionality to come out. But on the other side of the door, when we actually phrase that intention to say, I want to be an expanding human being, a, a human being that falls into her or his joy and bliss and creates from there, now we put the instinct aside and we embrace intuition. And instinct and intuition, they're not mutually exclusive because it means still if, if you encounter a situation where it's about life or death, you want your instincts to kick in. But in the normal workplace, in the normal setting, work setting, there's no such thing. There, there's no animal that's going to bite your head off. You're not going to be shot if you don't deliver something in time, yet we make it about that. But if you could show up with that intention and access your intuition, your whole world shifts because now you're not guided by fear responses. You're not guided by the inner teacher. Fear response is instinct. And the inner teacher is the inner tutor. It's intuition, inner tuition. As long as we have workplaces and companies and and, and you know, all these businesses that work on instinctive behavior, it's all going to be war out there. It's going to be a battlefield, a minefield, World War Three, Four, Five, Six, continuously. And that will define our economy and that will define our work reality and that will define how we feel. But when an intuitive entrepreneur shows up and creates a business, she or he creates a place where the inner teacher is the guide for what is happening. And it's not about fear responses. It's about what can we do to expand, to celebrate our happiness. Imagine the difference between those two reasons to work. Work to feel safe. Work to, to, to just fend off the enemy. To fend off the adversity. So life is adversarial. Or celebrate the expansion and that feeling of happiness that we share with our people and with our clients through the products that we, we offer and go on a path together, a path that is actually side by side where we're not like in competition with each other, but where we are going on a journey of exploration like newborns with a ton of experience, but with an open heart. I think it's a much, much more valid uh, proposition for work to see it as a route towards expansion than a constant loop that is supposed to feed you this weird illusion of safety. Because to add insult to injury, there's no safety. You can have all the money in the world. You're still not safe. As we saw in powerful leaders who then still collapsed, died, 
had their had their company taken away under their fingers or just completely resorted to misery or just died miserable people there is no safety in safety the only safety you can find or guarantee rather is in uncertainty and the uncertainty is what should drive the reason of your work you want that uncertainty in your life you want it because it means expansion that is a good reason to work and that means that let go of the idea that you have to be safe. Let go of the idea that teachers and family members implanted in you when you were still very young that life is a dangerous game and you have to somehow build an armor and high walls and a shield and a sword so you will be okay. Those are images that were implanted in you. They're not real. And when you say that now, I realize... Whenever we think of the word uncertain or uncertainty, we think danger. So we need to surrender that as well. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. just accept it as uncertain means, I don't know. So let me go see, maybe, you know, I don't know what's over there. That's it. It doesn't mean it's going to be dangerous. It doesn't mean it's going to be great. You don't know. That's the beauty of it. That's an interesting point. You don't know, but you do. Because you don't know what's going to happen. That is true. But you know that it's the right thing. So there is knowledge in uncertainty. Because if we had no knowledge at all, if it was completely blank, we had no knowledge that it's the right thing, then I would really not recommend going. But we're talking about using our intuition. Yes. Our intuition is telling us the uncertainty is the path that I need to take. Yes. But we still don't know what's there. We no, just it, know that it's right. I yeah. get that part. However... I'm saying is that most, um, when you're still approaching things from the fearful mindset and the instinctual mindset, to be clear, uncertainty means possible danger. It means death. It means death. It means death. It could mean death. Yeah. When, when people, yeah, when people resort to bad business practices, it's because they are fearful that if they don't engage in them, they will be eaten by the competition, by the markets, uh, by the clients. But as you said correctly, if intuition is your teacher and you allow your teacher to, to define your work and therefore your life, um, you don't care that you don't know what comes next. But you care that your heart tells you to keep going is the right thing to do. And what creates most people's dissatisfaction with their work right now, right now, if you listen to this and you feel even just a little bit unhappy or discontent about your work, it's because your heart knows that. Your heart knows that it wants to go on that journey. It wants that journey of uncertainty. It wants the reason for your work to be the expansion of yourself. It wants that happiness to be a constant experience. But you're not following suit. You do anything but that. And that Distance, though, that you know, that those opposing forces be between what your heart craves, that beautiful intuition in you, and what you actually do, and what your mind is telling you to do, and your mind traps you in a, those emotions, creates this rift. It's a rift, and there's no way of reconciling the two, because life is not about compromises. There's no compromise between. I want to lead a safe life 
but I still want to embrace uncertainty. There's no halfway measure between I want to have instinct with me all the time. So you're constantly running on emergency uh, protection programs and still fall completely into my intuition and trust my heart with my decision making. It doesn't work because those are, those are circuits that run either or. They complement each other, but they cannot run at the same time. You cannot run away from the tiger while falling into your intuition. Your instinct will tell you what to do. <laughs> right. But once that danger is over, the trick is to stop the instinctive programs and fall into your intuition again. But work that is constantly instinctive, work that is constantly either attacking or defending, that is constantly about securing your place, expanding your place, increasing your dominion over others. <laughs> Even in terms of energy, it's tiring. If you think your work is tiresome, if you think, if you think that your work is really wearing you out, if you think that it's hard to work and it's difficult and it drains you, yeah, it's because you constantly run on instinctive behavior. Instinct needs a lot of energy. Running away from a tiger 24-7 in your work, that burns all the calories in the world in an instant. It's not efficient. A human being that works based on instinct because she or he wants to survive will never have the energy to truly, truly fall into happiness, find lasting happiness, and create beautiful things they are capable of. It's a fact because they're constantly just raw. The skin is raw. The mind is raw. It's just, ugh. And then it shows as anxiety, of course, and frustration, but it reaches your body telling you, we, want, we don't want this anymore. And I think it's one of those things where some people might think, well, all those people that have created these amazing things, uh, they seem very impulsive and they just did things. If you, if you really listen and watch and learn and speak to them, they felt something. They said, I just listened to my gut, yeah. AKA my intuition. Yes. I felt that was the right thing to do and therefore I did it. I felt if I didn't do that, it would go against my happiness, against who I am. That's not instinct. I mean, they might not call it happiness. I know a few of those people and they don't call it happiness. And there are a lot of people who have a problem with the word happiness. I get that. But in the end, joy, bliss, happiness, it's what the heart craves. It's in the end, it, that's what we want to die with. I think what the heart craves, everyone can understand that. Yeah. And the heart, and, but still the heart craves, you know, bliss. It craves that's, happiness. That's what the heart craves. <laughs> that's what the it heart is, guys. Is, the heart is the, that one instance that just wants to sing and dance all the time. So to do things that makes your heart sing, that's the job of your work. And those people that you mentioned, those entrepreneurs that built those great things that we misunderstand, we misunderstand them. We try to, we actually try to see or copy their business strategies, their decision-making and all that. But we fail to see that the only message all these amazing leaders have and share with us is be unafraid. Fall into uncertainty so that you can fall into your heart and make intuition the decision-maker in your life. Your reason for working should not be surviving. Imagine, would Apple ever have been founded if all Steve Jobs wanted was to stay safe, increase his safety? 
all the beautiful things we use today, the truly advanced human mankind, are only possible, were only possible, made possible, because someone showed up and said, like, this is what I need to do in order to let my heart sing. Not in order to make billions, in order to make my heart sing. And then a singing heart creates, of course, the amazing return on investment that we see. So you have to start at the beginning. You have to start at the beginning, not copying business strategies. Copy the reason why you work. That is what we need to all agree on. It's not survival. It is expansion. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure to subscribe to the Do Happy Work podcast. We'll talk to you next time.